You're listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses. Today, we're going to look at how you can get higher ready in 2021. This episode is for you if you think it's about time you had a pay rise and you're planning on asking for one, or you think it's about time you changed employers, it doesn't matter why. What's important is the thought is going through your mind, or You think it's about time you had some more work-life balance, so you're going to become a locum veterinarian, or you're after work-life balance and you're going to start looking for a part-time job. So stay tuned, because we're going to look at nine different things you can start putting into place, so that puts you in a far stronger prospective candidate position than you are right now. Hi. This is Julie South, and you're listening to Paws, Claws, and Wet Noses, the Kiwi Veterinary Sector Podcast. If you're a Kiwi veterinary professional, then stay tuned, because this show is for you. Each week's podcast is purpose-built to help you grow your veterinary business, yourself, or your life. You can find all the show notes and links mentioned in today's show at Paws, Claws, Wet Noses, Dot FM. In today's show, we're going to look at your CV and LinkedIn. One is the online and public version of your career to date, and the other is the private version. Both are, I believe, important and critical to getting you promoted and or your next job and or helping you move from a permanent employee to that of a contractor or casual employee. If you're listening to this and thinking that you don't do LinkedIn, I'm asking you to have an open mind. I can understand people who don't do Facebook, but professionally, LinkedIn is different. The only similarity between LinkedIn and Facebook is that they're both digital platforms, digital spaces. After that, they go off at different angles. First up, a CV is obvious, I hope. It's a summary of your professional experience, something to give to a a prospective employer, which you hope will help you stand head and shoulders above all other job applicants. Let's start by looking at LinkedIn and why you'd want to either spend time updating your LinkedIn profile or creating one in the first place. The primary one I'd like you to keep in mind is that of a prospective employer or a recruitment consultant like me will Google you. As soon as you show up on our radar, perhaps you've applied for a position we're recruiting for or your name has been provided as someone's referee, we're going to check you out. We want to know that you're for real, which I know doesn't really prove anything, what with the preponderance of fake accounts and fake news, but just like you Google and check out a prospective clinic to see what they're like before you apply to work for them, so too do prospective employers check you out online. And LinkedIn is one of the places they go because it's one of the first results that show up when you type someone's name into Google. If you don't believe me, check it out. Even if you don't consider LinkedIn relevant to you, it is very relevant when a prospective employer Googles you. Now, 
if or because you're going to be in the market for a job, it makes sense to me, well I think it does, to take advantage of the opportunity LinkedIn gives you to look great professionally online. If your career is important to you, and I'm presuming it is, given you've invested tens of thousands of dollars in your education and training, then taking just a few hours over the next few weeks to polish your own halo will be time very well spent. I'll tell you why LinkedIn is important to me and other recruitment agencies. And it's pretty much the first place we go to to check out new candidates. Another reason to have an up-to-date LinkedIn profile is because it'll help you stand head and shoulders above your veterinary colleagues who could be your competition when you're job hunting. This is Julie South and in this episode of Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, I'm going to share some tips, pointers and LinkedIn nuggets to help you polish your own halo without breaking out into a sweat. These, we're going to look at your LinkedIn profile to make sure that the information you've got there is correct, current and relevant to where you're at in your career right now. The first thing I'd like you to look at is your profile photo. Please make sure that it's professional. It's okay to be of you in scrubs working, but it must be relatively close up. The object of the game is to show your face, so long distance photos are out. Please, if you have a current LinkedIn photo and it's you at your capping ceremony or even, heaven forbid, your wedding ceremony, swap it out for a head and shoulders, more relaxed but still professional photo. And while we're talking of professional photos, please make sure that the photo you're using that you're using hasn't had anyone cropped out of it. It's meant to be professional. Beheading someone isn't exactly professional. Number two, make sure that all your contact details are correct. I know this sounds pretty obvious, but please go back and double check. If you still have a varsity email address, it's probably time to drop that and get your own one. The best email professional addresses are variations of your proper name. For example, first name dot last name or first name underscore last name or just first name last name. And then the at Google or Outlook or Hotmail, whatever you've got. If you've already got a personal email address, but it's one you're still using from when you and your besties had fun creating crazy email addresses for each other, maybe that's not the best email address either. BabeMagnet at Gmail or AlwaysLate at Outlook probably doesn't give the professional first impression that you want to create. On your LinkedIn profile, make your email address and phone number easy for people to find if they're prepared and know where to go to find it. You can include your contact details on LinkedIn without getting bombarded by all and sundry, wanting you to join their multi-level marketing business. So please make sure it's there and make sure it's easy to connect. Make sure all of the personal contact details used for your are yours and not those of your clinic. Number three, create a personal a personalized LinkedIn URL. Believe it or not, you can personalize your LinkedIn URL. And this means that your LinkedIn link can have your name in it or a variation of it rather than the great big long alphanumeric squillion character label that LinkedIn attaches to all new accounts or all accounts. 
It's a bit buried and it's not that easy to find as it used to be. So here's how you can go and find it. And this is correct as of December 2020. First up, you need to make sure that you're looking at your LinkedIn profile. And you can double check that you're in the right place. In the browser or the URL at the top of your screen will read something like linkedin.com forward slash in and then forward slash and then the alphanumeric combination that's uniquely yours but generic great big long string of numbers so when you can see that in your screen you know that you're in the right place to to start working on creating your personalized url to the right of how many connections you have will be contact information click on that it'll be in blue and it's a hot link a new little pop-up window will open. The first line under contact info is your profile. Click the little pencil icon on the right-hand side and again a new pop-up window will open. The first line is profile URL with a little blue square with an arrow through it. Click on that. It's another hot link and again will open in a new window. This time it opens into a full screen and it has lots of information on it. On the right hand side is a box entitled Edit Your Custom URL with a little pencil icon next to your current URL. Click on that pencil. The suffix of your LinkedIn URL will open. These are the rules about what your custom URL can contain. For example, it must be between 3 and 100 letters or numbers and exclude symbols, spaces or special characters. When I created my custom URL, there were already, believe it or not, 32 Julie Souths on LinkedIn and so LinkedIn very kindly suggested Julie South 32. I opted to use my company name in the URL instead. So my LinkedIn URL is linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash hello biz Julie South. So you can make yours, whatever you want. If you have an unusual name, where there won't be, if you have a very unique name rather than unusual, if you have a somewhat unique name, Jane Smith is not unique, Where there won't be 32 others with the same name, I recommend that you claim your name on LinkedIn. And if there's already someone who's claimed your name, then try, or someone with the same name as you, then try putting in your middle initial or your middle name, or your name and occupation, for example, veterinarian or veterinary nurse or vet nurse. You want it to be easy to remember without being smart or naff. This is just another way to position yourself as being a bit more tech-savvy than your peers when you're job hunting or trying to impress your current employer for a pay raise. Number four, your professional title or label. Now, it's tempting to have a smart title or label, but please call yourself what you would expect your prospective employer to call you. If you're a veterinarian, then use veterinarian. Most of your colleagues probably wouldn't call you an animal doctor. And a prospective employer probably wouldn't look for you as an animal doctor. That's what I mean about being smart. Go for, I know it's boring, but let marketers and artists be smart. 
you're a veterinarian and a veterinary professional, so be professional. It's okay to add in your veterinary discipline or specialisation, for example, companion animal, equine, exotic or wildlife or production. That's fine to add those in. That's professional. Number five, make sure all your info or the info on your LinkedIn profile matches that of your CV because a recruiter will check that everything lines up. An HR or practice manager who's onto it will also check that the dates, positions, experience that you're showing on your CV and LinkedIn are all lined up and in sync. If anything doesn't, eyebrows will be raised and discrepancies will have little alarm bells going on in the background. Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency, 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet Staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, Vet Staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.nz This is Julie back again. So we've just looked at five different things to check out on your LinkedIn profile. Now we're going to look at your CV. And some of these things apply to your LinkedIn profile as well, just like some of the LinkedIn profile updates were relevant to your CV. But let's drill it down a little bit and then be just a little bit more generic. First up, please make sure that your contact details are actually on your CV and they're obvious. You'd be surprised at how many CVs have the look of being scribbled onto a piece of A4 and sounding and adding in contact details as an afterthought. Sometimes I get CVs land on my desk and I can't even see contact details. My recommendation is that your name and email address and cell phone are in the footer of each page or the header. doesn't matter as long as they are there and they're there on every page, just in case your CV happens to get separated if somebody prints it out. Now obviously, number six Correct grammar and punctuation. Even if English wasn't your favourite subject at school and you can never remember what the rules are with apostrophes, there's no excuse for bad grammar with all the English apps that are available on the market today. Please don't shoot yourself in the foot by having a LinkedIn profile or a CV that looks like it's been written by a 10-year-old. If you don't want to pay for a grammar app, then ask someone to proofread it for you who you know is anal about English grammar. It really will be worth it. Consideration number seven is to highlight and emphasize the impact that you've made in your current position. I'll say that again. Highlight and emphasize the impact you've made in your current position. For example, have you mentored new grads? If so, how many and over what period of time? Do you run your clinic social media campaigns? What results have you got? Do you run in-house events or programs that you've implemented and or managed? For example, puppy classes. What makes you special? What have you done that could be measured? Also known as KPIs, but this is a bit different. 
to a KPI. A KPI could be a bit like holding on to or you know, being good at 15-minute consults, but this is a bit more about the impact that you create. That you, It's special at your clinic, done by you. Your skills, point number eight, your skills. List your skills separately. And it's best to match the skills you list on your CV and LinkedIn to those of specific positions that you're applying for. Here's an insider piece of info. Some agencies, some recruitment agencies and the larger corporate clinics have what's called an ATS and that's an applicant tracking system. It's software and it's a recruitment program that allows software bots to weave their way through CVs looking for key words. These key words will usually be the skills and qualifications the clinic is specifically looking for. Here at VetStaff, the, CM, the CRM program that we use has that functionality, but I don't use it. I prefer to personally read each CV from front to back that comes across my desk. However, if the clinic that you're applying to uses an ATS, make sure your skills match the job advertisements. If you don't, you probably won't get shortlisted. This is because it's unlikely a real-life person will have any say-so over your CV being shortlisted because it will have a beady-eyed bot going through it first. And that greedy-eyed bot will be looking for the keywords that the, the skills or the qualifications that the clinic wants to make sure that they're listed somewhere in your CV. So use keywords. Number nine is to customise your CV and cover letter to each application that you make. Now, because you want your CV to stand out, it's important that the recipient knows you've taken some effort to tailor make your application to suit their clinic. Avoid the Dear Sir Madam salutation. There's no excuse for it. When today you can go online and find out the name of the person who's most likely going to be reading your CV. Even if you have to make a phone call to find out who it is, do it. They'll be impressed, believe me. Especially if the email address was something very generic, like apply at. I'll just recap these different things for you. The nine things that we've been looking at today. This is for you if you're thinking it's about time you had a pay rise. Because you're going to want to impress your boss you're going to be asking for a pay rise. If you are thinking about it's time that you changed employers, it doesn't matter why you're thinking that, but if you're thinking about changing, then the new employer is going to want to check you out online and look at your CV. You think it's about time that you had some more work-life balance and maybe you're thinking about locoming. And talking about work-life balance, you're starting to look for that in your life. So maybe you're thinking about looking for a part-time job. So let's just look at these things, just recap what we have talked about today. The first one is your LinkedIn profile photograph that is current and up-to-date. You're going to check that all your contact details are correct. You are going to impress people like me agency recruiters with a personalised LinkedIn URL. You're going to 
check that your professional title or label on LinkedIn is one that most people in your profession will think of looking to find you. It's not going to be naff or um, smart. You're going to make sure that all the information on your LinkedIn profile and your CV match up. You're going to check that your grammar and punctuation is correct. You are going to highlight and emphasize the impact that you've made in your current position. You're going to list your skills separately. You're going to customize your CV and cover letter to each application that you have made. This is Julie South and you've been listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses. If you would like to get hold of me, Julie at Fitstaff. .co.nz. You can call me toll-free in New Zealand 0800-483-869. I am available on LinkedIn. You can check me out there. And you can WhatsApp me or text me on 6427-282-4155. If you've been listening to this on as a podcast, please, you can help us by giving us a thumbs up and a six-star review. We're available on Apple, Spotify, and all the major podcast platforms, Paws, Claws, Wet Noses. If you're watching this on LinkedIn, on, um, sorry, on YouTube, then please, you can help by subscribing and giving us the thumbs up. Same on Facebook, following and thumbs up and a comment or a review. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Paws, Claws and Wet Noses is sponsored by Vetstaff. If you've never heard of Vetstaff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vetstaff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, Vetstaff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.nz